This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Do you have limited time, opportunity, or desire to hunt? Well, today we're going to talk about how you can take more deer in less time. Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and I'm a regular hunter who just so happens to have a PhD and a low tolerance for marketing hype, trying to help people figure out what works and what doesn't. And today we're going to talk about maximizing your time in the deer woods. The big question is how do you take more deer with less time or better yet how do you take more deer for the time you have available now this is not about how to take bigger deer this is not how to take bigger bucks this is not how to take trophy deer this is how to take more deer how to maximize your deer count how to get the most pounds of venison for the fewest hours spent in the woods all right, now this is very, very useful advice for the new hunter who's trying to take their first deer or just trying to break into the sport. But I have found it is also really useful for the hunter that's been at it for 20 years and still barely takes a deer every season and is trying to figure out what can they do to improve their yield. So number one thing to think about here, the number one piece of advice is to throw away all of the advice from the internet and all the YouTube videos and the magazine articles about how to take big bucks. All right, that is not the advice that we are looking at here. In fact, that advice will actually hurt you in terms of taking deer overall if you don't process it properly. All right, we need to just deprogram ourselves on a few things if that's the kind of advice and that's the kind of strategy you've been following. 
That strategy may well work in order to help you take big bucks if you have a whole season and, and your aim and your goal and your objective is to get the biggest buck in the woods, well, there are strategies just for that. I have talked about that in previous episodes. You can go to the website, newhuntersguide.com, go to the deer hunting category, and you'll find like 100 episodes. And there's a lot of them that will help and direct and focus you around that kind of strategy. But that's not what we're trying to talk about today. Today, we're trying to get a deer. We're trying to have the fewest hours in the woods to get the most deer possible. Now, maybe your goal is to get one deer. Maybe your goal is to to get three or four, whatever it is. The idea is you have a limited amount of time to hunt. Maybe you have a limited opportunity. Maybe you got one weekend a year. All right. Maybe you go to camp and you're, you're, if you don't get it at camp, you don't get it. Maybe you've just got few vacation days that you can dedicate towards it. Maybe you just have a couple Saturdays a year. Maybe you can only hunt after work a few evenings a year. Whatever the case is, you want to get deer for the limited amount of time that you have. Antlers are not your biggest goal. You're happy to take them. But if you're like me, the number one reason that I go after bucks is because they're bigger than does. And if I'm going to pay to take it to the butcher and get it processed, then I want to get the most meat for the dollars that I put in. That said, I do not go after trophy bucks. I could. There are some trophy bucks around. I know where they're at. Um, Of course, you don't know where they're at all the time. If you did, they would never have lived that long to become trophy bucks. But uh, I could hunt like that. I have opportunity. However... I don't have the time or the desire. And that's something that nobody wants to admit. You know, people think, well, I don't have enough time to do that. Or I don't have enough vacation days. Or I don't have enough resources. Or, you know, they want to quote one of a dozen legitimate reasons. But the bottom line for a lot of people is they just don't have the desire to go out and sit in the woods for 20 20 sits and uh, not get a deer trying to get that one deer. Or trying to get the that you know a deer of X caliber, um, they're just they don't have the desire to just invest the days and the time and the sits and the spots and the stands and the setup and all of that to try to get that deer to put their tag on that deer. And there's no negative to that. That's not something to be ashamed of. You need to know what your strategy is and you need to own your strategy. I don't have the desire to do that. Hunting season is too short. There's too much going on. There are too many great things in the woods to hunt. I don't want to spend that many sits trying to wait for the biggest deer in the woods when maybe on my first or second sit, I can get a good deer. And I often shoot the first decently sized legal buck that I see. All right almost without fail. Now, when I say decently sized, okay, I'm not just looking for a legal buck that has the sufficient minimum antler restrictions to be able to shoot. I want a buck that is large enough to be worth the time and the energy and the money of butchering and put them in the freezer, right? So it's not about taking the first legal deer for me. It's about taking the first deer that's legal and large enough to warrant the investment that's going to come after that to get that deer into the freezer. 
So that's the way that I approach it. That's my strategy. That not necessarily should be your strategy, but that's my strategy. Um, however, that's on the buck side, right? On the doe side, I'm looking at the first doe that's of sufficient size to be worth putting in the freezer. All right, now you may be at a point where your strategy is anything that's legal, you're ready to take it. Great strategy, all right? Great plan. That works just fine. My strategy is slightly different because, one, I have more opportunity. I have more experience. Um, I ha- I- I'm, I'm able to pass on shots and get more shots most of the time. Now, though there have been seasons where I passed on a deer and thought, you know, maybe I should have taken that deer. Ah, I'll take the next one that comes along, and there is never another one. So I've been there. I've I've had tag soup at the end of the season because uh, I didn't get a deer because I was too picky, and I learned some of these things the hard way. That said, for me, you know, the deer needs to be big enough to be worth paying the butcher to cut up. And now if you're cutting it up yourself, well, that doesn't matter, right? You're not investing money. It is some time. So you want to make sure it's worth your time. But your goal is your goal. Know your goal and own it. All right. Now for the strategy. How do you take those deer? However, to tell you about that, I need to first tell you about the sponsor of this episode. And that is Aura. Now, before you hit the skip button... What I'm about to tell you will cost you $0 and could save you tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even more. You see, Aura is an identity theft protection and insurance company. What that means is that Aura works to make sure, one, your personal information does not get leaked, access to your accounts, to your bank accounts, to your email accounts, and all of your private information doesn't get leaked, but if it does, they work to help you take it back, to help you get control back, to help you shut down the people that are trying to break into your email account, that are trying to get your personal information, that are trying to get your financial records, who are trying to rip you off. And guys, the way that this happens, and it may be happening to you right now, is that they get control of your information, they get your credit card number, they get your personal information, God forbid they actually get your whole identity, and they begin to make small charges. One, they're testing to see if they can actually pull it off. Two, they're testing to see is there money in this account. Three, they're testing to see are they going to get flagged for small charges. And then they work their way up trying to get that... um, that authority trying to get that reputation of, hey, this is a legitimate charge, didn't get flagged, didn't get flagged, and they go bigger, 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 and then they make the big grab, trying to steal huge money from you. If it's a credit card, maybe they're trying to make a transaction for thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. If it's your bank account, they're trying to grab huge chunks of your cash, and oftentimes the little transactions go under the radar. You don't know about them. You don't notice them until it's either too late or until uh, enough time has passed that they get enough in and then boom, you get locked out of your own stuff even. 
And Oro works to keep that from happening and to help you fight back if it does happen. They will monitor your identity, your personal information, all of your accounts, your login information and credentials, your bank accounts and finances. They will look for those bad actors trying to get in and and sneak and pull out small dollar values. They will flag it. They will bring it to your attention. They will give you the tools and information to stop it, shut it down, and protect yourself. I've told you guys in previous episodes that my Gmail account had been compromised. My password got out and we were so close to having the channel and the YouTube account and everything shut down and hijacked and stolen and ransom. But within a few minutes of signing up for Aura for free, I was able to find that out take immediate action, get it fixed, and get back in control of my data and my accounts and my finances. Guys, it costs you absolutely nothing. You get a free two-week trial of Aura. All you need to go, all you need to do is go to my website, newhuntersguide.com, go to the About tab and click Aura. All right, it'll put you straight into my link, which is aura.com slash nhg. That's Aura.com slash N-H-G-A-U-R-A, Aura.com slash N-H-G. And when you click the Aura link on the website, it'll take you straight to my free trial page and you get a free two-week trial. Guys, it takes you a couple minutes to get set up and then immediately... Not after you wait two weeks, not after you pay them money, and of course it's not expensive anyway, but immediately they will scan millions of places trying to find your information, looking for breaches, looking for leaks, looking for nefarious action on, the, on your behalf, and then help you get it shut down right then. All right, cost you nothing and you get instantaneous benefit, instantaneous value, and you've got two weeks to try it out. And they've got a suite of 20 or so services, everything from uh, VPN, antivirus software, spam protection and enabled you to reduce spam phone calls, emails, mail to your house. I mean, they can do it all and more, protect you, your family, everything. Guys, give it a try for free. There is no reason not to do this. Pause this episode Go to newhuntersguide.com, go to about, click Aura, or just type in right now, A-U-R-A dot com slash N-H-G, and you'll get your free two-week trial. Guys, you only get the trial if you use my code or if you use my link, and it only helps the website, or it only helps me, the podcast, if you use the code. So check it out, get your free trial, get protected. Now... Once you're protected, then we can talk about deer hunting because you don't have to worry about you're in the woods and people are stealing your money and your identity and everything else that you have. So what are these strategies to take more deer with less time? Well, number one thing that I tell people, you need to hunt the best time of day for that part of the season. All right. If you're in the early season, End of the day is almost always the best time. Not to say you can't take deer in the morning. I've done it. However, hour per hour in the woods, you're probably going to see more deer at the end of the day. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're in the pre-rut, well, morning is usually the best time of day. If you are in the rut, all day is the best time of day. And if you are in the post-rut, then the evening, again, through the end of the season, the evening is going to be the best time of day. Hunt the best time of day to increase your chances per hour. Now, a lot of people like to hunt the morning. They just want to be out in the morning. They like hunting the mornings. They like to get out in the woods before the sun comes up. I like to do that. However, two-thirds of the year, probably actually three-quarters of the year, the odds are better in the evening. All right, Your hours to deer scene is higher three-quarters of the year in the evening. So if your time is limited, hunt evenings, right? Now, some people, your only opportunities in the morning. Okay. That's, that's, if that's your opportunity, that's your opportunity. Do that. Some people, they don't like to hunt the evenings. They only like to hunt the mornings. Well, you know what? You need to have fun hunting. So if you only enjoy hunting in the mornings, then only hunt in the mornings, right? There's no reason to hunt if you hate the way you're hunting. Even if your odds are not as good, I would rather have fun being out than have a little bit better odds and be miserable every time. That doesn't make any sense. However, I would challenge you. All right, I would challenge you. Think about what's going to work better for you and question your assumptions. I used to hunt mornings and only mornings, almost exclusively mornings. And what I found is that my odds are almost twice as good in the evening. And while I prefer the hunt in the morning, I prefer to take twice as many deer more than my morning preference. I also found out early in my hunting season that while I was afraid of heights, my opportunities to take deer skyrocketed when I got into a tree stand. Now, that's not true for everybody, but it was true for me where I was hunting at that time. And so I actually conquered my fear of heights by hanging and hunting in tree stands because my desire to take deer was greater than the fear or inhibitions of that hunting style. And I was able to push through and overcome that. Now, today, I rarely hunt in tree stands because I've found spots where ground blinds are just as effective and more convenient. However, you may not always have those kind of opportunities. I did not, but I do now and I'm thankful for it. I still maintain three tree stands and I use them as needed and as appropriate and as the wind uh, you know, adjusts and so on. But the bottom line is, question your assumptions. You know, are your preferences in a particular area stronger than your desire to take more deer? 
And if the preference is stronger, then that's what you should do. All right. If you prefer to hunt on the ground versus hunting in a tree more than your desire is to take more deer, well, then you should hunt on the ground because you need to enjoy this. However, when I really weighed it out for myself, I found that taking more deer brought me more enjoyment than hunting some of my preferences. And so I adjusted then to hunt that way to take more deer in order to improve my overall satisfaction. Every person's different. How you view it and go at it's going to be different. But I would just challenge you. Question your own assumptions. Don't take it for granted. All right, if you prefer to hunt in the mornings, but the odds are much better for you in the evenings, you know, really ask yourself, would I rather be out in the mornings and take fewer deer versus being out in the evening and taking more deer? And if the answer is, yeah, you'd still rather hunt mornings than hunt mornings. Go you, more power to you. But I think a lot of the times, if we're really honest with ourselves, we'd say, you know, maybe I would rather be more successful. Maybe I would rather get, you know, two deer and four hunts and hunt in the evening versus getting one deer and eight hunts hunting in the morning. I mean, sometimes it can be that dramatic. So I would, I would, you know, I would really push you guys to just think about that, challenge those assumptions. I used to be an all day hunter. I mean, dawn to dusk, brother. I was out there and what I realized is most of the deer I was getting were in the evening. And then by the time I got them, I was exhausted. I was shot. I was totally worn out. And, uh, you know, I, I, it was just, it was a pain. It was a difficult, it was a hassle. I finally would get out of the woods, finally get the deer home when I shot one. And then, man, I'm, I'm worn out and beat up the next day or two from that. And then I realized, you know what, if I just sleep in and have a normal day and do whatever and, and go out in the evening after work or on a Saturday and that I'm only in the blind for a few hours before it gets dark, I'm still sharp, I still got energy, I take a deer, I'm able to get out of the woods and it doesn't have anywhere near the drain that it did to hunt all day and then be successful in the evening. So number one strategy is you got to hunt when the odds are best. Number two strategy, I already explained it. You need to hunt in the way that is best in your area. All right, if hunting in a tree stand is going to triple your odds versus hunting on the ground, then you ought to try hunting in a tree stand. If hunting in a ground blind is going to double your odds versus leaning up against the tree, you ought to hunt in a ground blind. I would definitely push you guys to consider either hunting in a tree or hunting from cover. All right, just sitting against a tree, just standing in the woods, I've found to be drastically less effective than either being in a tree or being concealed. Now, concealment can be a ground blind that you buy, but it doesn't have to be. Concealment can be bushes. Concealment can be an improvised blind. Concealment could be, um, you know, you sitting up against a big rock that literally blocks out everything from behind you and you got a bush on your left uh, or actually better yet, the bush is on your right because you can't shoot to the right uh, unless you're left-handed. And so um, just, you know, positioning yourself in such a way that you have significant concealment or you're hunting in a blind. 
All right, my success rate from sitting on the ground versus my success rate from sitting in a ground blind cannot even be compared how much better I've done in a ground blind. Now, there are reasons for that beyond the obvious. One, if you're setting up a blind, typically you're going to be more focused on the best location for that blind and for deer. If you're sitting on the ground, you're often focused on where's the best tree I can lean against. You're, you're more focused on the factors of comfort and opportunity to, to be able to conceal yourself a little bit than you are being in the best spot. And so if you're strategically taking the time to think where's the best place to put a ground blind and then setting it up and, and making sure that it's got uh, it's not silhouetted and you've got all the things that you're doing right there. And of course, there's a dozen episodes that you can go to on the website and find that information. However, um, just the fact that you're thinking that through and strategically positioning that blind based on sign and where you think the deer will be, that will improve your odds more than the concealment will. But oftentimes, you know, you don't have those kind of options just sitting on the ground in a chair or leaning up against a tree because you got to be where the cover is. You've got to be where the trees are, even if that's not where the deer are going to be. So, I think a ground blind forces you to think a little bit more, be more strategic, and that improves your odds more than the actual concealment. Same thing with the tree stand. I think the fact that you focus on, okay, where do I put the tree stand? Where's the best place? You think about it. You look for sign. That does just as much good in terms of putting you in a good spot to take a deer as getting off the ground. But getting off the ground helps a lot. I've had deer walk right up to the base of my tree stand and walk right on by, never spooked, never cared, never nothing. Whereas if I was sitting on the ground, they'd have been tails up, running, snorting, blowing, stomping, everything, scaring every other deer out of the way. So, you know, just that little bit of strategy that goes along with it is just as, if not more important than actually using that tool. So, number two, consider using a ground blind or consider using a tree stand. Number three, all right, this is a big one. Find or create the food. Find or create the food. Where are the deer eating? If you can find the food, you can shoot deer. Now, deer eat typically five times in a 24-hour period, all right? And at the end of the day, which is most often the best time to hunt, at the end of the day, they're going to begin, they're going to do a light afternoon feeding right around dark before they move off into their number one feeding area for the middle of the night. So they're looking for food. Now, they may also eat in the middle of the day, um but they're often not traveling far. But in the evening, they'll get up and travel to what I like to call staging area, where they'll begin to eat and munch, waiting for it to get dark, and then they'll move into the core prime feeding areas that maybe they're too scared to go to during the day, but under cover of darkness, they'll go. So what you need to do is find the food find where they're going to go, find what's going to draw them and camp that food. Now, 
big time hunting experts will tell you, well, you can't camp a food plot. You can't camp food because the hunting pressure of you doing that is going to scare off the mature bucks. And it may, but we're not hunting mature bucks. We're hunting deer. We're trying to get deer in the freezer. Remember, this is not the mature buck hunting strategy. This is how to get the most deer with the fewest hours. So you want to find that food. You want to find, now that could be apple trees that are dropping their apples. That could be a clover patch that you find or plant. That could be a full-on food plot or an ag field, corn, soybeans, whatever. That could just be some woody shrub tips and some brows where, where it's small enough that they can chew it and, and tear it off in the middle of a harsh, barren area. It could literally just be that, just a little bit of cover that, that's the right kind of food for them to munch on. All right, it doesn't always have to be crazy or elaborate, but you got to find where are they going to eat in the evening. Where is the food? If you can find the food, or if you're hunting in the morning, if you can find the food, you can find the deer. Now, people talk about bedding areas, and they talk about all this. Those are more advanced level tactics. Most new hunters, they don't know what a bedding area is. They may stumble across a deer bed somewhere, but usually they don't even process it. Um, you know, that is, I'm going to say, you know, level two strategy for other episodes, which we have talked about in depth and we'll talk about again. But for today, we're focusing on the low hanging fruit, which is the food. Next, you want to hunt the weather. All right. If you're limiting your time, you want to hunt the best weather days. And the best weather days are the days where you have temperature drop relative temperature drop. So if it's 60 one day, it's going to be 42 the next day. You want to hunt the 42 day because that drop in temperature refreshes the deer and, and gives them some excitement and, and causes them to feel more comfortable moving during the daylight more further, more frequently. And so you're going to see more deer movement on those kind of a days. Now that said, if you're not able to adjust your schedule and your limitations don't let you do that, get out there and just hunt the evenings. All right. That rule of thumb matters more in terms of getting big bucks to move during daylight than it does just deer in general. It certainly still applies, but don't live and die by that rule of thumb. All right. The days that you're able to get out, those are the days you need to be out. Just try to hunt the best weather you can. Try to hunt the coldest days. Try to hunt the right time of day. All right, so get out there and look for the right weather and the right conditions. And the number five point now, deer require focus. If you want to take more deer in less time, you need to make that time count. You have to be focused. You have to be ready. All right, if you've done everything that I've said so far, all right, if you have stacked the deck in your favor as best as you can, if you're hunting the best time of day, if you're hunting the best weather, and I'm, I'm going to factor wind into the weather there. You want to hunt the right wind, of course. Um, again, whole episodes on that. That could be two hours right here if we wanted to jump into it. But you got the right time of day. You've got the right weather. You have, you've got a tree stand or you, you've got the right location figured out. You found food and you're hunting the food, what you need to do next is be ready. 
every single moment. You have to be ready. So many people miss deer, miss opportunities, don't even know the opportunity was there because they weren't paying attention, because they were looking at their phone, because they were just not in the moment. They were not set. They weren't ready. You got to be ready. And what do I mean by ready? When I get to the woods, as soon as I leave the vehicle, I'm hunting. All right. I am sneaking into my spot. I, I am fully intent and ready and prepared to shoot a deer on the way to my spot. I'm not waiting until I get to the spot. Now, of course, if you're walking in in the dark, that's not the case. You just need to be quiet like a ninja. But if you're hunting, going out in the evening, every step I'm going towards my spot, I am ready to take a shot. I'm locked and loaded. Now, if I'm getting to a tree stand, yes, I will unload before I climb the tree stand because I don't want to die. But I am still hunting all the way to my spot. All right. One, if I if I have an opportunity to shoot at a deer before I get to the spot, I'm taking it. Number two, that level of sneakiness helps not disturb the other the deer that are already around your spot. You don't know how many times I've gotten into the blind and sat down and 30 minutes later a deer just get up and walk right in the view. He was probably 30 or 40 yards away the whole time bedded down. I snuck in, didn't disturb him, didn't make enough noise to disturb him. And then once things cooled down a little bit, once he was felt safe, he just got up and walked right in front of me and boom, I've got a shot. All right. Doesn't always happen, but it happens. So if you spook the deer out, get into your spot, that could have been the deer you were going to get a shot at minutes later. And I mean, literally didn't you know, didn't even have enough time yet to even settle in. And there's the deer just get up and walked over. You're like, oh man, he's right there this whole time, huh? And so you got to be sneaky, but you got to be ready. When I say ready, I mean, you have to be ready to draw and shoot at a moment's notice. All right. You know, you can't have your gun or your bow or whatever laying on the ground you know, you got to reach over, pick it up, load it. No, I sit there with my gun or with my bow in hand or my crossbow in hand, ready at a moment's notice. All right. All I've got to do is lift it and take a shot. Always ready. Now, I have gotten a little lazier hunting in a ground blind because a ground blind can make you a little bit lazier. And so I might rest it on the ground in front of me, but the way I rest in a ground blind, say, I, say I'm using a crossbow, is I will put the front of the bow on the ground so that the, that metal bar on the front is resting on the ground. I'll have my hand around the grip. I'll have the stock at my shoulder. And so even though the, the, the bow's on the ground, it's already in the shooting position. I just need to lift it 90 degrees and take a shot. And because I'm in a blind, that movement is going to be concealed by the blind. All right. But I can do it quickly. I can do it silently. I can do it without thought or effort. It is perfectly attuned to the moment. If I'm hunting a tree stand with a bow, with a crossbow or a gun, I'm sitting there shouldered 
with my you know one hand on the foregrip, other hand around the main grip, fingers not on the trigger, but it's on the gun. And I will sit there, I will, you know, let it down and maybe rest on my leg, but I'm resting my hand on my leg and that hand is holding it. So all I have to do, it's already in my shoulder pocket. All I have to do is lift a few degrees because I'm facing down. I'm in a tree. I'm pointing down. I just have to lift a few degrees and then take aim and fire. If you've got a bow, that bow should always be vertical in front of you. All you have to do is pull back. All you got to do is affix that release and pull back. You got you can do it very quickly. You got to be able to do it without making any noise at all. You should never have to lean over, pick up the bow, twist it around, get it up. No, it should always be in front of you vertical. If you're in a tree, you can get a hanger. And you can have it literally just hang in front of you. And you can just put your hands on it and draw, essentially. If you're in a blind, you want to always keep it vertical in front of you. You just need to be ready at a moment's notice to take a shot. So many times, you only have a moment's notice. And if you want to take more deer, you have to... You have to um, you got to take advantage of every opportunity that you get, right? So you can't just have the, the perfect opportunity. You think A lot of people say, well, George, you hunt with your ears, not with your eyes. So you can sit there and play games on your phone the whole time. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter because you'll hear the deer coming. Yeah, you think. All right, you think. Easy to say, but the answer is no. All right, that is an urban myth. All right, that is just a lie some of the time. Sometimes you hear the deer coming. Sometimes you don't. Now, if it's dry and you're in a tree and you're surrounded by fall leaves on the ground and everyone is crunchy, you will almost always hear that deer coming, but not always. You will hear squirrels that sound like a herd of deer, but then a deer will just materialize. You're like, how did I not hear him coming? We don't know. I can't tell you. You will hear them much of the time, but not always. And in any other scenario that's less than that perfect crunchy one, you'll hear them coming less often. So you've got to be ready at all moments, at all times, to take a shot without making a sound, without making a noise, without alerting the deer, with minimal movement. And you might say, well, I'll get tired sitting there like that for too long. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. But thankfully, you're only going to be out there for a little while because you've picked the absolute best time, the best conditions, the best situation, and your chances of getting a shot are very high. All right, so you got to be ready. Guys, I hope this episode has been helpful for you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Go to About, check out Aura. Go to the Categories page. Go to Deer Hunting. Check out all the different episodes. And of course, please head to iTunes and leave a five-star review with comment. Number one way to help grow the channel. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>